Hi everyone, my name is PK and here I have Brooke Garner who's got a really cool story. She has flipped a couple of houses, she moved from Melbourne to Brisbane to do so. She's also invested in a few investment properties and she's just going to take us through her property journey. You know, when we when we hear or listen to real people with real stories, including their successes and mistakes, the things that they've done really well, and the things they wish they didn't do, then that really helps us to accelerate our own journey. That really helps us to avoid those mistakes and get ahead so much more quickly than perhaps even them. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name is PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. It's uh, very nice of you, Brooke, to um, make time and 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 offer your your kind of story, and I think it will help a lot of people because you've done very well in a short period of time. Hey, great, thank you. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's let's start from the start. So I think you were, you know talking to me just before we hit record about how you moved up um, to Brisbane, and and that's the first property you flipped. Could you just take us through on that journey? Yeah, so I moved back home to Brisbane in 2015 from Melbourne and um, my parents came to me with a bit of idea. They property background themselves. They kind of wanted to help me get into property, but um, it was definitely no no means a handout. Um, they suggested that we buy a rundown property and, and we do the flip and renovations ourselves. We flip the property, sell it, and then when it comes time at the end, we'll just split the profits. And I thought it was a great idea and I just jumped in and um, yeah, and I I didn't even realize the passion that I would get from it as well. So yeah, two years later, we, I blood, sweat and tears quite literally went into that property. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then, yeah, we sold it two years later and um, my parents were, were so impressed with the work that I did and the amount of work I did. Um, they just said to me, look, we're actually going to give you the entire profits for you to, you know, buy property for yourself yeah. yeah so you really hustled like to yeah to get the portfolio that you have today you really yeah. had to like literally it was sweat equity are you yeah. are you able to like take yeah. us through like where you bought what you bought at what yeah. did you sell it at how much renovation cost did you do you know those yeah. kinds of things yeah so it was in Malcavat East in Brisbane nice. um in tw- uh December 2015 and we bought it for four hundred and fifty-four thousand, and um, we it was we actually had to take it right back to bare bones. Um, it was uh, you couldn't live in it. <laughs> it was one of those ones. Um, so we did. We took it back to studs. I did everything from ripping walls out, painting, um, gardening, ripping out tree, like <laughs> everything manual labor that you can do without a trade. I did it. And do you have experience in any of this stuff or it was like your first time? My first time, but not my parents. So I grew up, um, I'm not the type of person that like, I grew up in that house. I grew up in that house. I'm not a type of person like, Hey, I grew up in that one house. I was like, no, we didn't do that. 
My parents were flippers. <laughs> okay. So we they would buy a house in the bad street. Five years later, we'd sell and move on, and it would be a beautiful house. So I think I got the bug from them. Um, so they've done it before. So, yeah, I kind of took their lead. Right, right. Okay, yeah. and so how much did you spend in, like, renovation costs and then how much kind of profit was there? Yeah, so I think we did go a little bit crazy. <laughs> right. um, I think their whole... In, I think it was just over 100000 we spent in renovation costs, which in 2016 was probably a lot of money. I mean, now it probably doesn't get that. you much now. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> and that was like brand, like brand new, like not brand, like new kitchen, new bathrooms, flooring, you know, like the whole shebang. Um, so, yeah, so, and then we sold it. So 454, 100 grand in and sold it for um, exactly 654. So 100 grand profit, maybe just, just under after taxes, maybe a little bit less. So, yeah. Right. But that was kind of like your PPR. So there was no capital gain. Yeah, I was, yeah. So initially the first two or three months I was there, like literally, like I would go to work go to the house, go home, eat what I could and fall asleep and just repeat. And that was three months of just not seeing anyone <laughs> and just working my butt off. And it was exhausting to say the least, but, you know, it. I had to do it because I was going to move in there. So I had to get that part ready. And then when I moved in, we still had like a lot of renos to do, but I just needed to get in there. So we had to get the kitchen and bathroom in at least. And then I painted while I was living there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So, oh but yeah, that and, was my PPOR. And you were just doing because I think you were saying before that you're like you work at Queensland Rail. You have like that job. Were you? Did you have that job back then, or were you just doing no. renovation full time? I, I did have another job, but I wasn't with Queensland Rail then. So, gotcha. but yeah, I did have another job then, and I was working. I was working part time, but um, at the time, but then almost full time at the house. So. Yeah, it was it was full on, like, but but it was a great That's result. Crazy. That's crazy. But you made a hundred thousand dollars clean. It yeah. sounds um sounds roughly, like, yeah, roughly mm. speaking. And like back then, the Brisbane market, I mean, I feel that between two thousand thirteen and fifteen, Brisbane kind of went up a little bit, especially mm. good areas um, like Mount Gravatt. But around fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, it was. It, I mean, everyone in Sydney and Melbourne thought Brisbane was the next one to boom. Mm. But for us, yeah. I was in Brisbane at the time. I was like, no, it's not. Nothing's happening here. The yeah. economy's yeah. pretty flat. Um, yeah. So you to make money, you had to you had to value add. Yeah, and that's what you did. Um, mm. All right, and so then you were successful enough to want to repeat that from the sounds of things. Yeah. Oh, I got the bug. So. <laughs> Um, as soon as I we got that got that chunk of my deposit money, I then started my search, and that's when I went out on my own, and um, ended up finding um, a because just with I didn't I wasn't educated enough at the time about um, I I thought and this was my own fault I should have looked into it I thought you had to have a twenty percent deposit oh. I didn't know that you didn't have to you could have gone ten or so anyway, I um, was looking at properties where I could have been looking at a higher bracket possibly, but anyway, it is what it is. <laughs> um, so I found this um, really old double brick townhouse um, and it was in Robertson, which is near Sunnybank, and I just saw the potential straight away. It had beautiful um, cathedral ceilings. It was split level. Then it had downstairs, double garage, completely original, and it was probably a little bit of an emotional buy being a PPOR and I I just 
could see the value that yeah. it could, could have. So, yeah, I bought that one and um, that was in February 2019. 2019. And I hustled on the price too. <laughs> yeah, but I it, it was 2019. <laughs> so, like, how did you hustle? Talk me through it. Uh, <laughs> So um, when I saw it, uh, the agent was terrible, which I was like, this is great. Um, so he was ended up working for me. I think he'd forgotten who he was working for. But um, he was like, oh, the owner wants 340 And I said, and I, I did my own research, and I was like, there's no way they're going to get that. And then he was like, okay, we'll put an offer in. And so I said, all right. And then I kind of lowballed them. I said 300 and they were like, no. And then I was like, okay. And then I went up to 310 and they came back at 320 and I just stood my ground and I was like, nah. And he was like, oh, there's another party interested. And I was like, okay, we'll sell it to them. And of course just, there's another party, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, okay, well, you can sell it to them. And then he came back like 10 minutes later going, oh, actually, they want to take your offer. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that that happened there. And then I ended up getting um, another 7K off at, at Building a Pest. So nice. I got it for 303. 303 which was a a bargain at the time as well so yeah I mean I just remember fondly to some extent like pre-2020 days in Brisbane where you can just buy something and there's like no other offers and you have like two weeks to make a decision and the agent's like calling you nowadays it's like you know even if you're Brad Pitt the agent's not going to call you back yeah it's very different I remember that that was very chilled environment back then (laughs) yeah yeah cool um and so you flipped this one as well what what were the kind of uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, well, flipped it, but um, I held it for about five years. I only just oh, sold yes. that this year. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I've, I've put in, again, did a lot of the work myself. Um, Dad and I are quite crafty with, we found a kitchen on Gumtree and kind of manipulated it into the, into the house and I painted it the cupboards and it just looked a million bucks. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we're pretty like, Dad, my dad's really handy. So yeah, we did, again, um, kind of, completely renovated it and um mm-hmm. and then my my strategy turned to investing um in about 2021 right and why yeah. why did it because I mean you you had this good success and your parents have always been flippers like why did you decide to shift your strategy um yeah it was a good question because I was thinking of selling again in 2021 and I actually put I actually put it on the market in 2021. I did get offers, but they all fell through, luckily. <laughs> um, but so, so yeah, I was thinking I'll put it on the market again. I'll sell this one and just rinse and repeat. Yeah. And um, the team I had around me, which was the same team we used in the Mercavati's flipping house, um, none of them were really available. Um, like I was saying to you before, it was during the time, I think, where renovations were, people were just renovating everywhere and all mm-hmm. my trades that I had were like, I'm busy for the next six months or something mm-hmm. I was like okay and like, I, I thought a, we had a relationship yeah. I, th- I thought we had something yes <laughs> yeah I know aren't I've you only working there. for me <laughs> yeah so um but I had itchy feet I was like okay I can't stand for this I need to you know maybe I should look at this investing kind of thing and which is something I kind of had at the back of my head anyway I just didn't think it would happen as as, as soon as it did kind of thing got it got so, it yeah and so I think you were saying was was the property you bought in Perth, was that your first buy and hold? No. So the first, that that was my second. Um, so my first um, investment property bought was the one in um, Goodner in, in Ipswich City Council. Uh-huh. Now this was, I've gotten lucky, I think, <laughs> because I hadn't 
this one I hadn't looked at like your videos or or anything of the major research I had done prior to buying this. So I'd done a tiniest, tiniest little bit of research. Uh-huh. And I kind of bought this one on, it was a little bit emotional. I didn't overpay at all, but um, it was a bit of an emotional buy because it had Brisbane City views. <laughs> About <laughs> this big. <laughs> but it was right off, up, up onto the hill and I was like, right. well, it's never going to flood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it had these Brisbane City views and I was like, that's amazing. And I've always wanted a property with Brisbane City views. <laughs> okay. okay. But that was the emotional pull. Sure. Um, but having said that, I've been really good with structuring like I will not overpay kind of thing. So, and I've done that for all my properties. So <laughs> just mm-hmm. I'm like pretty determined. But when this one came up in 2021, I actually went and looked at it and this was the time when the market was crazy and there was, I'm not kidding, 80 people there. And I was like, oh, whatever. So I, so I left it. 2022 came around and it, it came up on the market again and I rang the agent and I was just bullish. I was like, hey, I'm buying this property. And he was like, oh, okay. That's what you said? <laughs> yeah, I said that straight up. I was just like, hey, um, this address. And I was like, I'm, I'm buying this property. And he goes, oh, okay. And he goes, uh, who am I talking, speaking to? And uh, I was like, oh, my name's Brooke, sorry. Um, I, said, I said, I saw this property last year. And I said, why are they selling it? And he's like, oh, he said it was bought in a business and they just like selling up their assets or mm-hmm. business. And I said, okay. And then I said, well, I need to come and see it before the Saturday open so I can put a contract in. Like I was telling this agent how it was going to go I like down. that approach. It's uh, <laughs> it's definitely not humble, but it's it, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that like I was just waiting for this guy to go, yeah, no. Like, but he was lovely. He was like, okay, um, cool. Okay, can you do Friday? And I'm like, yep. And so, <laughs> so I went there and like I'd seen the property before, but I just obviously yeah. wanted to view it again and, went there and I said to him bring a contract and he said okay <laughs> and I said to him what are they after and he was like look and he gave me a fee he's like mid threes and I said and I looked at the sales and stuff and I was like okay that's probably I'll, I'll play that game cool so I went in at 365 and then um it was on a contract and then they had the open house on the Saturday and he had other offers on the Saturday but he, but the owner just took mine because mine was on a contract. So if I didn't yes. hustle, yes. I wouldn't have. Yes. <laughs> so um, if you anyways, didn't like so- presume the the role of his boss and tell him exactly what to do and <laughs> when to do it, then you wouldn't have got this property. It wasn't. It wasn't a. Sh- I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's fine. It, it, it Well, it's not always going to work, right? Like I, yeah, I was yeah. just being myself, actually, but without being rude, you know, like yes, I was just being yes. ruthless. <laughs> But I think for him, he was like, cool, done deal. Like, So is he like um, well, like an associate, like like not so experienced kind of youngish type person? He was. He was young. Lovely guy. I think he, yeah, yeah he was young. He definitely was. But, um, yeah, no, he just, I think he was just happy to have a sale, like quick one anyway. He, yeah. It would have been a quick one anyway because he had all these offers after it. But, yeah. yeah. So, I but I ended a... up getting my because I have a my brother in law is a structural engineer, mm-hmm. so I get him to come and oh, view right. my properties before I buy them for any structural issues. Right. Um. So I ended up getting another ten k off from that purchase price, so I got it for three five five. Nice, nice. And yeah. I think that's like a just a quick tip as well for anyone who's watching or listening. Like, there's all in every listing or most listings across the nation. There's like the main agent, and they're normally like 
not to be ageist or anything, they're normally like in their late 30s or 40s, 50s. They've kind of been there and done that, very experienced, hard to rattle. And then there's Mm -hmm. like an associate or assistant and their picture and number and name is normally on the listing. Uh, Always call that person because they're a little (laughs) bit like eager for the sale. They're like want to prove themselves to their boss. They want to just like get it done. And then if you can kind of not manipulate them, like, but just kind of work work to their weaknesses you could say of, of being desperate to sell not desperate yeah. but you know like just needing to get done they want to impress they have quotas to make they have incentives to to reach then then you can get better deals so it sounds like that's what you did yeah just I was just like this is going to be mine like <laughs> I love that I love that oh and uh and so how much is that worth now uh, I think that'd be about four fifty. I saw a one that sold recently, pretty much exactly the same condition, same land size, um, different area of Goodnub. Actually, mine was probably in a better, a better area. It sold for about four fifty two. Okay, so roughly about four fifty. So like a so hundred thousand dollar gain. Yeah, about yeah. one hundred and five in a year. Yeah, so got pretty good for for <laughs> the area, and yeah, so. But regrets, like the only great regrets I have there is I didn't do enough research into the suburb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's worked out pretty good, but I think I got a little bit lucky there. So yeah, yeah. Um, but, and so, I, it came with tenants, and they're still in there, and they're fantastic. And she looks after the garden; she's just excellent. Nice work, nice work. Yeah. All right. Um, so you got this one, and then your next one was in Perth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Correct. So that. Um, so that. I bought that one in 2022 and then come 2023, um, that was when I extracted um, some equity from my PPOR again. Mm-hmm. So I extracted equity for the Goodner House and I extracted equity again. Um, <clears throat> and this was a different approach this time because I'd realised, because that's, okay, so from 2022 to about my first, uh, second investment property, that's when I was really deep diving into like your channel. Um, so the next so the Perth purchase was was a distressed seller and ended up buying a house in Coodenup, um, so Mandra area. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when it was a four bedroom, um, one bathroom, one carport house on a seven twenty block with a self contained granny flat out the back. Right. And and what are your thoughts on like Perth? I mean, I know that you spent eight months kind of absorbing lots of YouTube videos and things. You know, the standard arguments for Perth are it's clearly the area or the city performing the best right now. And, you know, another argument for Perth is that it's much more diversified away from the mining sector and it's so affordable. But then Mm. there's always like downsides. A lot of people say never buy in Perth because it's still a mining town. They are still a little bit burnt from the fact that it had two huge booms and then like a huge crash in 2013, 14. And and they still think it's like a different country. Like how did you, I don't know, did you have to convince yourself to invest there or like how did Um, that make sense to you? uh, A little bit. I think, I think I've, a multiple of like videos that I'd seen really made sense like with yourself as well like you're saying it's not just a mining town anymore there's a lot of infrastructure build there's a lot of people moving there for lifestyle and other jobs but also the fact that um on another video I saw Perth is like the highest um people with the highest like uh, paying job like that is that second to Sydney I think it was you're and second the, to Canberra, second highest Canberra, household yeah. income yeah yeah and um and the property prices aren't even close to the disparity of where, you know, where it is. So, and um, 
yeah, so uh, kind of a few things like that screamed out to me um, as well as just obviously where people were were looking. Like when I started the research, I was like, oh, yeah, this area, but then I was always behind the eight ball mm. um, and because um, that had gone, like Toowoomba gone, like, it, like you said, and I remember, you know, you think before getting educated that um, – if I hadn't done, if I hadn't educated myself a bit, you'd look at a hot spot and go, oh, I need to buy it there, but it's actually gone. Like, do you know, <laughs> so yeah. it's yeah, a common I problem it. people have. Like, they they hear about a particular town or suburb or local government area on like forums or podcasts or whatever, yeah. YouTube videos. But the reason that it's being discussed is that already like hundreds of people have already bought there and it's already had that growth. And you're like, Oh, and you constantly, you're like against that brick wall. You're like, every time I find this area, it's like, no, everyone's already bought there. So it's, it can be frustrating. And Mm. unless you really know, it's hard to be kind of on the cutting edge or or, or on the edge of that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So that was your second um, investment property. Mm -hmm. Um, and do you have another one or is that the, did you stop there? No. So yeah, I do have another one. So I had to get that loan. That was this year when interest rates were high and the banks. Um, so I had to go through, um, what's it called? First Mac for that bank. So so the I'm with that WA property is with a second tier or third tier bank. So the third investment that came round about the same time was the where I was my PPO I was um there was an old lady who owned next door and I had always backstory short backstory I'd always said to her whenever you're ready to sell please let me know because I will buy it (laughs) because it was just they're just great townhouses um the location and just everything about them and she said yeah no worries and when I was under contract with Perth I think it was literally a few days from being unconditional she actually rang me and said, hey, I'm ready to sell. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And so I had to really kind of change my plan and um, thought, okay, I, I will, I said, to, I said to her, look, can I get back to you? Give me 24 hours. I need to come up with a plan here because I'm under contract in Perth and I don't want to lose that deal. And I, I, I'm still going to buy a property, but I just have to shuffle the cards a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, no worries. So I came back and, yeah, I figured out the best way to do it was to sell my PPOR and um, I did off-market and got two offers and, yeah, it was it was literally, yeah, it was it was lucky that I could just do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hold any emotional attachment to mm-hmm. property. Mm-hmm. So I was easily, I was like, yep, yeah, cool, I can do that. Um, and then I moved in with my partner and, yeah, and then, bought that and also bought tenants with that too so yeah nice, nice. well <laughs> and all okay. in the same year like literally I think I sold settled sold again like within like four months <laughs> all right all right yeah. so you got this one in in Brisbane and whereabouts is that again Robertson so near Sunnybank right yeah. near QE2 hospital got it right there got it and is your plan to kind of do that one up as well um at time eventually um but now my my Again, like it's so funny. I've had this plan and it's changed and it's changed again and it's changing again. Uh-huh. Um, but I did. I actually wanted to 
my plan was next year to get out to Perth and do a few things to the Perth property and just set and forget. Uh-huh. And but uh, that's changed. I'm I'm actually in a really fast accumulating phase now where I want to just keep going and just yeah until I've got a certain nest egg me and my partner and then I will go back to renovating um, after that. So yeah, the, the plans changed for me about five times. Yeah. And it does, right? Like you can start yeah. off with the best strategy, but you know, things happen in life and yeah. you don't know when's go- when that's going to happen. I think the most important thing is just to be able to know what strategy you should shift to and, yeah. and whether it works for you if you're not taking too much risk or at the same time, like not doing nothing at all, because then you're just going backwards. I know it's a cliche, but I do want to replace my salary and and retire from my job there in 15 years but yeah yeah we're just getting really serious about it I I I like it how you've kind of you know you did a couple of well one flip and then you did another renovation and then you sort of had to shift your strategy to buy and hold and and those properties are doing well and now you're kind of I would say have a good foundation and you have enough trust in in real estate as a bona fide vehicle to create wealth to to just double down and you now you're you're building out a plan and I think that's that's really cool I mean a lot of people don't have that trust in real estate for for some reason and maybe never buy property or maybe just buy one property and it's like okay that's enough for retirement but it yeah. seems like you're you guys are just like doubling down and, yeah. and just being like, yep, we're not going to be working if we don't want to in 15 yeah. years. And I think that's a really cool attitude. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not that I won't be working in 15 years. It's just the options, like you say, exactly. you give these options. Exactly. And um, I kind of have a bit of an idea what I want to do, but it's something that I want to like garner like more and like think about it more and kind of develop it a bit more. So, yeah, yeah. so... But um, like the, I think you've said before, you're loving the journey and the process, and I'm just—it's so exciting for me. So just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. You can be like detached from the actual properties, like you said mm. you are, but be really attached to the process of property yes. investing. Mm. Like that's what it is for me as well. Except yeah. for my principal place of residence, I, I'm pretty yeah. attached to this place. But in investment <laughs> properties, it's like they're just—they're just kind of like units of wealth they're not actually apartments you know what I mean they're just units Mm. of wealth but I I just you fall in love with the process because you see what it can do for just normal people you know like yeah starts off like with a million bucks you start off with nothing yeah Um, and when I sold when I sold my PPOR literally like the last time I closed the door I was like thanks champ (laughs) (laughs) because I did really well from it and it really leapfrogged me into where I am I took equity out of it twice and then when I sold it I got over 120,000 in cash like it was just great (laughs) amazing amazing we'll 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 leave it there but is there any last piece of advice that you want to to give to anyone who's perhaps I don't know perhaps in your situation eight years ago who you know really wants to get into the to the real estate market and and wants to achieve what what you've achieved so far um just don't be scared I think I was a, a little bit about investing but I did research and um, and it wasn't just like overnight research. Like I said before, it was like eight months of like solid <laughs> um, research. So, and that gave me the confidence to move forward. Um, and whether you outsource it yourself or you do it yourself, um, sorry, outsource it or do it yourself, um, whatever you choose is the right way. 
I think. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that. And and just to emphasize what, what you said, you know, that, that research, whether it's through paid sources or completely yeah. free sources, it's really important to actually take the time. I know everyone's yeah. busy, but you do have yeah. to take the time to, to educate yourself because there's really no substitute for for that. So anyway, we'll we'll leave it yeah. there. Uh Brooke, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much for your for your time and your videos. Please keep them up. I, <laughs> I really appreciate them. <laughs> I, I really appreciate and you know honestly like I get DMs almost daily of people who say, oh look PK, I haven't done your course, but you know, it's really helped me. And I bought this property and I'm like, oh, I'm really happy. Like, it honestly makes me really happy, even yeah. though I have not got anything out of it. But I, I actually have because hmm. they've watched hours of my videos and they've hopefully yeah. they're, they're shifting their lives. They're changing their lives for the better. So that's a really cool thing to be part of that. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Look, thank you so much. And thank Thanks, you everyone for um, listening and I'll, I'll see you next time. See you later.